Hi listeners, just a quick trigger warning for this episode. We do talk about Beverly Marsh's backstory and unfortunately that does include um hints at family abuse, hints at rape, and that is something that we get kind of deep into maybe half an hour into this episode. So just a heads up to maybe skip that part if you're not comfortable with that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Cool, huh? No, no, nothing cool. Just nothing cool. Well, this is cool. Right here. This, uh, no, no, it's not. It's not cool. What's that? Oh, that? That's the charter for Dairy Township. Nerd alert. No, actually, it's, it's really interesting. Gary started as a beaver trapping camp. Still is, am I right, boys? 91 people signed the charter that made Derry. But later that winter, they all disappeared without a trace. The entire camp? There were rumors of Indians, but no sign of an attack. Everybody just thought it was a plague or something. But it's like one day everybody just woke up and left. The only clue was a trail of bloody clothes leading to the well house hi hello how are you i'm doing good how are you i am okay i'm feeling a lot better than i was last week same just sniffly now yes so, so if I'm you hear any weird annoyed. sniffles <laughs> now i'm just irritated now that i'm, I'm fucking mad sick. about it <laughs> i no longer feel like i'm on my deathbed but i am upset <laughs> No, feeling better. The sun has been out. <laughs> I feel like a whole new person. Yeah, the sun is out. Like I'm, I did, like in my head, and I always recognize like at the beginning of like seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. Like once like Christmas is over, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> now there's nothing. Now <laughs> and there's it's still nothing. just cold and dark. No, there's nothing. That's well, it. Like, That's Christmas... the title of this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, because, like, as someone that really... I love Christmas lights. You do. Like, it's bright, it's fun, it's festive. It's something that makes me happy. Yes. So I'm good until, like, maybe a week into January. <laughs> until people start actually taking down their Christmas lights. <laughs> Our tree stays up after we put it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, well, I haven't even taken down the stockings. Are you kidding me? Why would I lie about that? Dude, it's March. I know what month it is. Jesus fucking crap. I'm we not didn't here. We did take anything. You know. When we, when we, our last place, all, everything stayed up until we started packing to move. Do you normally keep your Christmas tree up all year long? Um, No. We put it up. When did we put this one up? I think we put the tree up this year. Maybe mid-November. Okay. And then last year, I went to my mom's for Thanksgiving. And then I came back and literally walked into the apartment. My mom's, like, helping me, like, carry stuff in. Um unlock the door mark and mandy were both gone the whole place was christmas like garlands were up they had put lights on 
we had two Christmas trees. We had like, Jesus. Well, because we had like a big one to like decorate nicely, but then um, we have a tiny one with like all of our stupid little ornaments. I love that. But we don't know where that tree went. So well, now they're just random ornaments, just like hanging around the living room. Well, you know, you gotta do uh, do what you can do. <laughs> oh no, it's very fun. I love it. That's really. It's more just, like, laziness. Like, no one wants to take it down because then, like, you have to put it away. Well, that's fair. I thought that this was more of, like, a, no, I need things to be festive all year. And I'm like, Raina, not to, like, shit in your bowl of Cheerios, but, like, I think you might have a problem. (laughs) Oh, no, like, (laughs) I haven't plugged in the Christmas tree, like, Okay. Probably, like, a week or two into January. My stay up because like I have like other lights, but like at this point, like it's March, we move out in July. I'm like I'm not gonna put up any because I have like little ghost lights that I like. (laughs) They're so cute (laughs) and fun. I like I like lights. They're fun, (laughs) and I like spooky stuff. This is the best of both worlds. Truly. I like just little stupid little ghost lights. <laughs> That's really sweet. No, I think we put up our Christmas tree jeez. Pretty close after Thanksgiving this year. And then we took it down pretty much immediately after Christmas. Like my That's mom usually best. no. My mom usually leaves hers up like a couple weeks, so I grew up like you yeah. Catholics. Um my mom always takes it down on January 6th. Why? It's like three... It's not Three Kings Day. It's the... The Ascension? <sighs> is that what it is? I forget I what it's called. So. It's something. But yeah, like I'm not Catholic. But it's, it's a like significant bad. thing. It's a significant date for some Good enough. <laughs> I'm a bad... I never... <laughs> I was going to say I'm a bad Catholic, but I don't consider But you're not Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> it's just ingrained in me. I told you, when I told my mom that I didn't think that I was Catholic anymore. She was like, well, it's part of your culture, so... I was like, god damn it, you're right. I mean, you could be, like, culturally Catholic. I'm yeah, sure that's a thing. I'm People still... are culturally Jewish. Yeah. Right? I would consider myself culturally <laughs> Catholic. Culturally it's not really Catholic. something to escape. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, like... I, yeah. No. I, we are not like... Catholic. My parents do not do uh, <laughs> Catholicism. But they also, like, there's not really a reason I don't think that my mom leaves her tree up for a couple weeks. She just does. She's just like, it's just nice. I like Christmas lights. Yes, it's pretty. It's something <laughs> cute to look at. Yes, but Caleb's like, family grew all up. the time putting it Food. up. Yes. <laughs> Caleb's family takes their tree down promptly, like, the day after Christmas. It's, like, a big deal for them to take uh, it back down. Boxing day. I guess. But that sounds sad. It, yeah. So I was like, how about we just, like, we'll give it a day or two after we get home, because we spent Christmas with our families, um, like, not in our apartment. So. No, I cannot imagine. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what my first Christmas in my apartment is going to be like. Holy fuck. I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, I'm Brittany. I'm right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is Chismosas and Chainsaws. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're really done. bad at introing this. Dude, we're so bad at introing this. Shout out to people who still listen to this, though. Like, honestly, well done. Email us. <laughs> Once you, yeah, <laughs> dude, I'll give you a fucking shout out, you know? Like, we don't have a Patreon, so we don't do that. <laughs> but but we'll you give can... you a shout out if you just email us. <laughs> yes we'll give you a shout out if you email us i do have a venmo though if you want to venmo me there's that (laughs) i will end this podcast (laughs) this is it i don't even get to talk about one of my we're not even gonna talk about this movie now that we're seven minutes in and we just finished the intro (laughs) jesus h so today movie are we talking about reina we're gonna talk about it chapter one hey oh it's my pick. I want to say it. It's my. It's one of my favorites. It was really good. I liked it. It's a great movie. It's very good. I've seen it before, and I'm glad you picked this because it gave me an excuse to watch it again. I was so yeah. I I haven't seen this since I don't know November. Whenever Chapter Two came out on digital, because I spent just like the whole day watching two movies. Because they're like, they're such long movies, which they makes are. sense. The book is like 1,200 pages. Yep. Not that I've read it. I don't know why I said yep like that. <laughs> yep, sure is. You should really read it. It's a hell of a time. It sounds good. You know, just, just do some coke. Read it. <laughs> maybe you'll You gotta really get into get the it. author's mind space. Just do a shit ton of coke. Yeah get coked out of my fucking mind and then uh maybe you'll understand the weird <laughs> the content warning uh <laughs> maybe then i'll understand the weird child orgy spoiler alert if you haven't read the book so i told you when i i read this book for the first time three or four years ago was it that recently yeah okay so i i had never read it <laughs> read it before <laughs> I was really hoping you would do that. It was really daunting. Like, even as someone that's like, I read a ridiculous amount of books. Yes, you're a very avid reader, yes. But it always just seemed, like, too much to handle at once. But so finally, like, um, after this movie came out, so it must have been, like, three years ago that I read it for the first time. Or maybe it was before. I don't remember. I'll let you do some mental math here. Sure. <laughs> I don't remember if it was before or after this one came out. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just read it. And it took me like a week. Might fuck I... around and read 1,200 pages. <laughs> well, it when it helps me with reading big books like that to just like put, I use two bookmarks where I'm actually at. And then I space it out every like 50 or 100 pages. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because then it also makes me feel like I am also I can see myself making progress, and I'm like, okay, let's just keep let's just keep doing this. Keep your eyes on the prize, Raina. Yes, but so I didn't know about the the fucking child orgy. I did not know that that was a thing, and nothing prepared you for it. No, but I had no one else had told me like I was in the habit of bringing a book with me to work so I would spend less time on my phone and so I had it like at work and my manager uh Nick would be like oh have you gotten to 
that part of the book yet and I'm like Ooh. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so like, clearly not <laughs> he's like oh Raina, you'll, know. you'll know what I'm talking about when you get there and then like one of my old other co-workers also named Nick would be like hey did you get to that part and I'm like what are you guys talking about just tell me what's gonna happen and they're like no 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 it can't be put into words <laughs> and then finally like I was at home reading it I'm oh I'm more than I'm like halfway through this book and Mark just goes oh did you get to the orgy scene yet and I was like what the fuck you're like and he was sorry like, I thought you knew he's like haven't you read this and I was like no <coughs> I was ranting too long my throat hurts <laughs> <laughs> sniffly and a sore throat from ranting just ranting though it's not even the sickness <laughs> down with the ranting <laughs> but yeah so this movie we're 11 and a half minutes in now when did this one come out in 2017 okay that wasn't gonna be my guess all right what Great. was your guess gonna be <laughs> i'm not even gonna tell you because i'm ashamed of it no 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 you brought it up you gotta say it now <laughs> i'm so sorry you brought it up my sense of time is so fucking skewed like again yeah, we, we were, were talking-, talking about the live act, the <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show live, and live you were like, did you know that Sin Curry had a stroke? And I was like, yeah, dude, that was like three, three years ago. Years ago. <laughs> I was like, was it three years ago? Was it a week ago? I don't know. Anyway, I thought this movie came out in 2011. So What the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine the amount of CGI that they would have had? They already had to use a lot. Well, not like a lot. But they already had to CGI the kids in chapter two. Could you imagine the amount that they would have had to have done? Crazy amount. <laughs> this movie came out in 2017. Are you ready for the That's, numbers? Uh, I'm thinking. Okay. Budget. Here's my guess. Um, $100 million. No. Okay, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> $35 million. <laughs> Okay. Here's how much it made. $200 million. That's that's really your guess? Yes. This movie broke records. <laughs> okay. $500 million. No. This movie made $700.4 million. Holy fucking shit. It is the fifth highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Oh my god. It is the highest grossing horror film of all time before adjusting for inflation. After inflation, it's Jaws, in case you were wondering. I was wondering. Thank you. And it is the <laughs> highest grossing Stephen King horror film. I don't doubt that part, yeah. That's wild. Holy shit. Yeah, man. This movie made a ridiculous amount of money for not a huge budget. Like, that's, that's a good budget. but That's a very good budget, yeah. But That's yeah. less than I thought it would be. Honestly. Yeah. For the budget. That's holy shit. Well done to that entire production team. <laughs> Great job, everybody. And I remember, I remember when this trailer dropped, like losing my mind. That's my second note on this page after, like, my, <laughs> after like my geeky notes about like yeah. how much it made. I was like, I remember when this trailer dropped and I just wrote, ugh, in all caps. Because <laughs> I remember I was at work. Mm-hmm. And like they had been talking about 
making a new it movie for a while while. yes but like they finally were gonna do it they finally got funds they finally got a cast and i was really excited because finn wolfhard's in it and i was like oh that's a stupid little stranger things kid i was gonna ask if i knew him from anything else he's mike wheeler he's I've never seen Stranger Things. We I know. talked about you this. Really watch it. I've heard good things. I just haven't like wanted to dedicate the time to it. As much as I, what are you doing? So sorry. Uh, I'm opening up my bubble tea the rest of the way so I can drink it. <laughs> but I remember I was like, oh, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Stranger Things. Okay. But then, like, I didn't know any of these other kids. Yeah. And I love them all. Spoiler alert. Yeah. In case any of you were wondering, um, these children are precious. Actual babies. And, and like, I, I don't follow... like kids. I hate kids. But these I kids are so... Kids. God. I oh, want to scoop all these kids worse. up and protect them. So, like, I follow them all on Instagram. <laughs> of course you do. Because I'm the worst. Um... And, like, so going back and watching chapter one is so jarring to me. <laughs> like, it's it's so weird. Because, like, I follow them on Instagram, and so they post, like, whatever, like, professional pictures occasionally. And I'm like, oh, shit. That kid's, like, 16, 17. And I go and I watch this, and I'm like, that's a baby. <laughs> that's an actual infant on my screen. Ugh. <laughs> I have so many feelings about this movie, guys. That's so sweet. Oh, God. They're all so small. <laughs> they're all super small, but they're also very cute kids. That's true. Like, also, Bev, orgy? the girl who plays Bev, is just this, like, she's Sophia so cute. She's so cute. And I'm like, oh, look at you, you little baby. <laughs> Yes, what were you saying about really Georgie? Pretty Georgie is a really cute kid. Bro, his voice alone makes my little heart melt. <laughs> I also wrote, I wrote, Ugh. Georgie freaking out and running up the stairs is a big mood. Same. When he goes down to get the thing, and he's like, what was that? What was that? What was that? <laughs> running up the stairs, I'm like, yeah, that was me too. Me too, Georgie. Me too. <laughs> and then when he's talking to Pennywise, <clears throat> and he's like, Oh, like how many? He Pennywise asks, like how many friends he has or something. He goes three, but my brother's my bestest. I was like, oh my god! I wanted to cry. And I was like, I know exactly what's gonna happen because everyone knows what's gonna happen to you, Georgie. But oh my god, what an absolute! Just like I don't even have words, honestly. He's so small and cute. They He's, all are. They really are. They, all of these kids deserve so much better. Everyone does. Well, I, uh, well, I wouldn't say everyone. All right. Do you want to get into it? Let's <laughs> fucking get into it. Who would you think doesn't <laughs> deserve more? Doesn't you know who doesn't better. deserve more? All right. I'm going to tell you, it's not the kids. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Because these kids do deserve better. You know who doesn't deserve better? Beverly's dad. Just for starters. Yeah. Eddie's mom. The weird pharmacist. Die, please. The weird pharmacist. The weird pharmacist's assistant. 
the, the old assistant? lady. Who are you talking about? Greta? The the little girl who writes That's... Loser on Eddie's cast. What the fuck That's is her his name? Daughter Greta. I don't. It doesn't matter. She's. You know what the fuck I meant. Anyway, we um, literally see her say bye, Dad. I'll see you later. Do we? I don't remember that. Yeah. It's anyway, like getting supplies to fix Ben up. Bye, Dad. See you later. Um, <laughs> Greta impersonation. <laughs> um, the old lady who pretends like she doesn't see Georgie uh, get dragged into a storm sewer and a bunch of blood come out. Rip. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Rip. <laughs> um, those are all, just off the top of my head, those are all people who don't deserve better. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to allow you to say your bit because I know that you disagree with me. Yep, because we already unpacked it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm going to say Henry Bowers doesn't deserve better either. You're wrong, but go off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. That's all you've got to say on that? Fuck Henry Bowers. That actor. He's I a great actor. He's Australian. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he was on an episode. Uh, I listened to Grace Helbig's podcast. And he was on an episode um, in the summer, I think. And she's like, this is really weird to be talking to you and hear your (laughs) voice like this. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. Well, at least he's uh, aware of it, I guess. (laughs) No, the actor's great. Nicholas Hamilton seems like a super cool guy. But Henry Bowers can go fucking die. Oh, Unpopular opinion. Yeah, say your hot take. (laughs) My first one of the night. Um, I think that Henry Bowers also deserves better. I don't know, man. He, my exact note is, Henry Bowers was a fuck, but he deserved better. His dad was this, like, abusive alcoholic who, like, beat the shit out of him and, like, Literally shot a gun at his child to scare his child. Um, I'm not defending his dad. No. I want to make that clear to the listeners. (laughs) I'm not saying that Butch Bowers is a good man. Okay. What I'm hearing you say is that Butch Bowers is your favorite character and that you love him? Uh, Yeah, you know, that's who I really... uh, That's who I... That's who you relate to the most. I don't resonate with any of the losers. I I relate most strongly to Butch Bowers. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ! Could you imagine? There's probably people out there who were like, "No, Butch Bowers was a good dude, and he raised his son the right way." I don't know how you could think that after chapter two. (laughs) Well, you know, um. But that's we won't get episode. in there. That's another episode. We're not. I'm not even going to touch that. I think <laughs> Henry Bowers deserved better because, like, I don't know, obviously, kids. The kid is a psychopath, but I think it boils down to the like nature versus nurture debate of is he actually a psychopath or was he like turned into a psychopath no, no. because of the way that he was raised? <laughs> that's a psychopath. That's like either way, it doesn't matter. Um, he, I think he was just a sad, scared little boy. Aren't we, we all? aren't, well, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, and you and I, you, oh, just me. Um, <laughs> we talked about this before we started recording. Um, we talked about 
Bev because her dad was also abusive and gross. Yeah. Um, and like Bev didn't act this way, but I, as I stated pre-recording, um, (laughs) (laughs) per my last email, um, I think that like girls aren't allowed to act out in that way. It's just not something that girls do generally. And like, we're not socialized to act that way. The only quote unquote healthy emotion for boys to feel like the only one that they're encouraged to explore is anger and violence and girls aren't socialized that way. So I'm like, it doesn't surprise me that Bev didn't like turn all of her anger and like her yucky feelings into um, like violence and, and, Violence, whatever racism. He says homophobic stuff. Okay, he tries I'm to not... kill a cat. That irritated me. He All right, talks I'm gonna be about honest. My with parents you. dying. He talks about my parents dying because he's an asshole little kid. Little kids are assholes. I'm not excusing ah. racism because there's <laughs> not a good reason for that. Do better. Homophobia. I'm also not encouraging homophobia. But no, it was 1989. No, saying. but it was 1989. So, like, I'm not surprised by that, to be honest with you. It's not a good thing still. I'm not saying, yes, that's fine, because it was 1989. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's just homophobia. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's, I mean, it was 1989. What are you going to do? I don't know, man. Just not being be better. Fucking racist. <laughs> Maybe just let people do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, maybe just let maybe people just not try and kill cats with a gun. Well, you know, those are just, just off the top of my head. Off the top of my head. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just saying. I think that if somebody had loved Henry Bowers and nurtured him, I don't think he would have been a psychopath. But then we would have been missing a major antagonist in this. In this oh story, my god! So. I just remembered a part from the book. Tell me. <laughs> talk about it okay well you brought it it's up about so you... henry bowers you kind of have to okay. you brought it up it's, um it's a part where <laughs> so there's there's so much in the book that doesn't even get covered regard not counting the terrible scene that i'm not going to talk about anymore <laughs> but the um... scene with a capital t and a capital s oh, god i'm not thinking about it tm but it's um Beverly's like I think it's Beverly and she's like hiding maybe it's someone else I don't remember which of the losers it is that's hiding in like whatever like junkyard that they're in that's hiding from like Henry and like his gang and they're like lighting their farts on fire but then it (laughs) weirdly turns into like one of the guys offering a blowjob to Henry? Wait, what? Was it Richie? No, one of the... What are you talking about? One of which guys? So sorry. One of the Bowers kids. One of the terrible bullies. One of his weird friends? Yes. Why would Richie (gasps) do that? (laughs) In part two, isn't it Richie that turns out to be gay? Well, yeah, Richie's gay he's but that's not why would he go up to his bully and say can i give you a blowjob 
<laughs> Listen, kids are fucking weird, Reyna, and oh I don't know what she want from me. Okay, so let me get this straight. It comes out from wherever to eat kids for like a year, and then what? It just goes into hibernation? Maybe it's like, what do you call it? Cicadas. You know, the bugs that come out once in every 17 years. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed. He says that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing, an evil thing that feeds off the people of dairy. But it can't be one thing. They all saw something different. Maybe. Or maybe it knows what scares us most, and that's what we see. I, I, I saw a leper. He, he was like a walking infection. But you didn't. Because it isn't real. None of this is. Not Eddie's leper, or, or Bill seeing Georgie, or the woman I, I keep seeing. She hot? No, Richie. She's not hot. Her face is all messed up. None of this makes any sense. They're all like bad dreams. I don't think so. I know the difference between a, a bad dream and real life, okay? So, anyway. <laughs> I'm glad that we were on the same page here in terms of, like, we both got some very serious Nightmare on Elm Street, like, vibes from this. Um, Yeah, because it's, I wrote, it wasn't a side note, but it was, like, it's just similar to Nightmare in the fact that, like, the adults are so fucking useless. They can, (laughs) they're just, like... Ain't that the truth. No one wants... (laughs) story checks out i am in fact useless (laughs) as an adult i am fucking useless (laughs) but like it's these adults just like either refuse to see what is right in front of them or they see something happening and they're like well that's that's not anything to do with me so i'm just not gonna touch that not my business (laughs) and it's (laughs) and it's just it's these kids and like, literal, Nancy Thompson is still a kid, but, like, literal children in this, like, taking charge. Yeah. They're like, well, no, why are we just, Bev, um, she has a line later after Eddie's mom comes and takes him away. And Take him she, away. They're, <laughs> they're, the losers are starting to argue because Bill's like, well, now we know what to do. So next time we're going to be better prepared. And yeah. everyone else is like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck do about? you mean next time? No. I think and, not. <laughs> I think not. And Beverly's like, we already know that no one's going to do anything about this. So it's got, it's up to us. It has to be us. Yeah. Which is so sad. <laughs> it is really babies. sad. But also, so small. they really, really are. And this, I mean, again, these kids deserve so much fucking better than what they got. They deserve to be enjoying their summer, not trying to fight a weird alien <laughs> spider clown thing. Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I just... Summer, Bill. <laughs> He's not wrong. They deserve to be out having fun and doing nice things and going swimming and like I'm up here having a fucking asthma attack. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Eddie. Me too, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, it's these we see these kids and like personally like I relate to them, but like 
still just children. And it's very weird to watch this as, like, an adult and to view it through the, well. Through the eyes of babes? (laughs) But I mean, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's something that I always think about when I go through and I, like, reread, like, a book series or something. Yeah. That, like, I read when I was little, when I was younger. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's got, like, like I'm looking at, I got Percy Jackson on the floor over here. And <laughs> that first book, just actual Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Hey, Percy. What's good? <laughs> What's going on? Um, but no, like, in that first book, he's 12. And at, in the last book in that series, he's 16. And I'm like, that's a child. Still a kid, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what are you? <laughs> what do you mean? You have to do this? No, you don't. Just don't do it. No, Percy. No, I never read any of the Percy Jackson books, and I haven't oh, seen any of the movies. Good. I've heard oh, good. Don't things. watch the movies. Are the movies bad? <laughs> the movies are so bad. Ooh, well, you know, the first one's like fun, but like it's not representative of what the book is. <laughs> Going and then I back, did watch the second one. <laughs> Sorry. Going no, you're okay. Going back and reading and watching stuff from when you were a kid that is from a child's perspective, and like going back and seeing it again and reading it again as an adult, you're right. Like that's it's a very, really it's a bizarre experience. Like we, Caleb and I are rereading the Harry Potter series, and like I've read it, I've seen the movies, <laughs> like I know, I know things about Harry Potter, but like reading it again as an adult it's like you're like oh this kid's 14 dude yes we're reading the goblet of fire right now and i was like where the fuck that's are really all funny. of the adults like why are you all saying oh, no that's fine you can go ahead that's, that's, yeah fight a dragon <clears throat> whatever it's just a dragon oh you mean you can't hold your breath underwater for an hour well good luck drowning bitch like <laughs> what the bitch? fuck <laughs> bitch harry did you put your name into the goblet of fire calmly (laughs) (laughs) or like last year i reread looking for alaska which is as you well know my absolute favorite book god i fucking love looking for alaska and i've read it a million million times i love looking for alaska it is my favorite but going back and rereading it as an adult i'm still like it was less of the like the experience of like damn where are the adults in this situation and like why are you letting these children run rampant and it was more like and it was more like these kids i think it's because they're older like these kids are just little adults and here's all of this magic shit that happens i'm not going to spoil looking for alaska if you haven't read it fucking read it (laughs) (laughs) okay there's the vat on that that's that truly is how Sue sees it. Um, but like <laughs> going back, watching anything that's from a kid's perspective now, I'm like, damn, where are your parents? Isn't it past your bedtime? Like, are you okay? <laughs> You're like 12. Go You're somewhere like 12. Else. <laughs> it's that fine. Of, I heard this girl died here when she was like nine or something. She's like, I'm 11. I'm 11, so, so shut up. the fuck up. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the title. I'm 11, so shut the fuck up. Oh, that's a good one. That's not bad. 
I think the... no, no. The part of this, I'm not even. I don't know what you're laughing about, but I already. I don't want to get into it. I've already forgotten. <laughs> Thank God. I'm thinking about oh God, all these kids, all these kids. The I part love them so much. The part of this that reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street was when they were down in the sewer and they were yes. talking about how, like, because Bev isn't afraid of Pennywise anymore, there's, re- I mean, like, he really can't do shit to her. Like, he's going to leave her alone because she's not afraid and there's nothing for him to feed off of anymore. Like, he doesn't get that energy. You'll and it reminded too. me, you'll flow too. Um, and I wrote in my notes, like, this is all... This is all about energy. It's all about what you put energy into and what you, like, what you put energy towards. It reminded me of the scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where, what's her face? Nancy. Is that her name? What's her face? Is that her name? Nancy? Put some respect on her name. (laughs) Get out. I I have to leave. Goodbye. (laughs) Her name is Nancy Thompson. Nancy Thompson. Where she's like, I take back every... Bit of energy that I ever gave you. Energy that I ever gave you. Yes. That. Thank you for that dramatic reenactment. (laughs) I wish I was Nancy Thompson. Dream role, Nancy Thompson. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. (laughs) Raina as Nancy Thompson this time. Because it. I mean, at the end of the day. Like, it kind of is all about what you put energy into. What are you willing to put your focus into? Like, are you comfortable just letting kids get dragged into the sewer? Or are you going to put your energy into (laughs) stopping that? You know, I'm going to say I'm anti-kids getting dragged into the sewer. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say I'm indifferent about it. You know, let these little assholes sort it out themselves. You're that lady. You're the old lady. (laughs) You're the old lady and a cat. Yep, I sure as fuck am. Cece and I have watched some little kid get dragged into the sewer and, oh, not my problem. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how you're saying not my problem to the kids getting dragged in the sewer and how in the Blair Witch episode you said you would drop your kid off at the fire station. <laughs> You know, this is really just one problematic thing about children after another for me. And I think this is proof that uh, I shouldn't have kids. So there's that. (laughs) I'm just reading over my notes now. I'm just thinking about the movie. Think about how much I fucking love all these kids. Oh my god. They're so sweet. They're so (laughs) tiny. Oh my god. So I watched, I told you, the like special featurette or whatever. Yes. Like the behind the scenes stuff, and just watching them all like interact with each other, like not in character, is just so pure. There's this, there's a little bit where whoever's filming asks um, Jack Dylan Grazier, the kid that plays Eddie, Finn Wolfhard, the kid that plays Richie, and Wyatt Olaf, Wyatt Earp. Plays... Nope. That's not it. It's Winona Earp, isn't it? It's Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp is the person's actual name. There was a real man named Wyatt Earp, and no, Winona Earp is based on. Yep, she's based on it. Wyatt Earp. Yeah, 
Wyatt Olaf is the kid that plays Stan. And whoever is like, so are you guys actually friends in real life? And they're like, yeah. And then, like, the kid that plays Eddie, like, grabs the kid that plays Richie. He's, like, hugging him. And it's just, it's so cute. Just watching them all just interact with each other is the cutest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, oh, my God. These are, they're real life friends. They're friends. (laughs) That's all I could ever hope for. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you could ever hope for? In terms of, like, um, big casts with kids. I just want to know that they're friends. I just want them to be happy. I just want them to not be little assholes to each other. They're so, so sweet. And there's another bit where um, I don't know if it's at the end of chapter one or chapter two, but in the like featurette, and it's like whatever the like movie rap on them, and it's all of the kids except for the kid that plays Mike who rapped at a different time but um the kid that plays Stan is like uh imagine the kid that plays Mike his name is Chosen he's like uh imagine just Chosen's here with us he's like that would be perfect and I'm like oh my god they're just all friends and I love it (laughs) that breaks my heart this movie like resonates so well with me I think just because it's we were talking about um, it's like such just a loss of innocence with these kids in the movie. God, and it makes me sad thinking about that. Like, cause they they're just tiny kids and they're having just to fight babies. this alien space clown in the sewer. Spider alien space clown. Spoiler alert: We haven't gotten to chapter two yet. We haven't seen him be a spider. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's definitely a scene where he, like, sprouts He's got little claws, little but it's only, like, two. <laughs> it's not Disappointing. All, it's not all eight legs. <laughs> What's the point? If you're not gonna do it right, don't do it. But it's... I think that part of what resonates with me is, that, like, it makes me so sad, but, like, also partially reminiscent of, like, a simpler time in my life as well. Do you want to unpack that? Not really, because like ah, it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't. Times make me... were simpler back when I was also fighting a weird alien space clown. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> you back know, in me. my day. <laughs> back in my day, <laughs> we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> we, we just to... fought alien just space fought clowns alien in the sewers. Space clowns in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> These you kids nowadays. <laughs> With their TikToks, <laughs> their tick, their TikToks, and their their TikToks, and their iPhones, and this episode is truly all over the place. God, what are we even? What is life? Let's talk about <sighs> okay, innocence lost. Yes, are we going to talk about Bev? Do we want to talk about Bev now? I talk about Bev. Let's talk. I want to talk about Bev. Okay. I also I want to talk about Bill. Let's talk about Bill. No, we'll talk about Bev first. But I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I don't we'll want get to there. Forget that I want to talk about Bill. Don't forget, I want to talk about Bill. I've got words to say on <laughs> Bill. Oh, I am intrigued. <laughs> Bill Denbro. <laughs> okay. Is that actually his last name? 
Um, is that this character's last name? I never know if it's Bill Denbro or Denboro. <laughs> well, it so, doesn't matter. It's close enough. Good enough for what but it's I say for. It confidently. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so Beverly, Beverly Marsh. God fucking bless Beverly Marsh. Um, there's so much. There's so 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 much to unpack about Bev. Um, there's a lot. She, in my opinion, like she and Georgie truly are like the epitome of innocence lost in this movie. Georgie, obviously, because he's just this <laughs> tiny little baby and he dies literally <laughs> just murdered. fucking annihilated by an alien space clown. Oh my god. But Bev Marsh <laughs> is what, 12, 13? Yeah. She's getting hit on by all of these weird old men in her community. There's these horrible fucking rumors God, about her going around. So gross. There's like everybody, everybody thinks that she's just this like colossal skank, which is rude <laughs> well, and uncalled for. Am I, Greta? am I a slut or a little shit? Take your pick. Take your pick. <gasps> That's the same girl! Holy oh fuck. Oh my god, yeah. Shit. Thank you so much for that. Holy I thought fuck. you knew that. No! Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for me. I'm gonna start sending you um, the dead meat kill count videos for movies that he's done that for because it's like 20 minutes and it'll just wrap the whole thing up for you. <laughs> I'm going to make you start watching it before we start recording so you understand what's happening. <laughs> I felt like I had a pretty good handle on this movie. <laughs> that really worries me. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I... Beverly Marsh really, she, oh uh, my god, she really goes through it. And like, they she... all go through it. Poor sweet baby Bev. Is the only girl in the group. Which is already a lot. Already a lot. You're hanging that out part was boys. relatable, yes. But, like, she's got no female figure in her life. Correct. To look after her like that. Which is strike two. Like, that's our, that's the second. You know <laughs> what I mean? Strike two. <laughs> One more strike, Bev, and you're out. She really is out. She's out of fucking luck. Her, there's nobody to look after her. There's nobody to protect her from her dad, who is weird. And, like, obviously we're never shown, like any kind of explicit sex scene or, like, molestation scene with her dad, but, like, it's very much implied. Yes. Yes, it is. Which we also should put a content warning in here somewhere about this. Um, yes. If sure. we're, I'm gonna dive into this for a hot, hot second, so if this is something that you want to avoid, I would skip forward a little bit. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. We'll, fill, we'll record a thing. Okay. And put it at the beginning. And I'll Good. put it in the description as well. Great. Um, like, sexual abuse is obviously, like, super, super common. And it's obviously more common in young girls than it is young boys. What I thought was interesting was the scene where she gets her first period. She runs to the pharmacy, grabs the box of tampons, where she looks super confused, which is super relatable. Like That's valid. It's- you know? Especially if you, woman that is confusing to me. <laughs> I still look confused. I'm a grown but woman like, that doesn't use tampons, and it's confusing to me. It's confusing. Well, and if you don't have a like 
if you don't have someone to ask yes be a parent an aunt a teacher an older friend an older sister an older cousin anybody anybody because her beverly has nobody yes beverly has nobody that's the saddest sentence i've ever heard oh my god i'm gonna cry uh, please oh fuck me don't cry oh my god like not actually <laughs> oh god i was like reina um what i thought was interesting is when she gets her first period her dad is still really really sexually aggressive which isn't super yes. common um usually not always um usually when girls start their periods that's kind of a sign to their predators like hey you need to stop molesting this little girl now because there's a chance she could get pregnant now and like there would be literal living evidence of what you did which is absolutely disgusting it's fucking gross but i'm like that's that's the way that it is for a lot of girls that's those are the facts those are the statistics and it's definitely it's um something that we'll have to continue to unpack with chapter two yes because we get i mean obviously adult beverly has her own set of issues issues and present day abuse traumas (laughs) present day traumas that all kind of lead back still to her growing up with her shitty abusive father it all comes back it all comes back it all comes back it does all come back which i've always wondered if it's somewhat um if it's partially because i'm sure that she remembers her father being abusive but like Mm -hmm. we talk about how well not like we but like they talk about how they forget certain parts of their childhood yeah after moving is that do you think that that's something that she forgets or do you think that's something that stays with her that's what i'm one i don't know what is your opinion <laughs> i don't have an opinion you it's something that, that I, I go back and forth on i kind of hope that she forgets beverly and deserves to forget <laughs> she does deserve to forget she deserves that at least but also in chapter two we have um because they do like little flashbacks with the kids mm-hmm. and so we have that super weird moment with her dad when she's still yes younger there's so much to be said about beverly marsh god bless beverly marsh and we could also get into <clears throat> how a lot of people don't like how stephen king writes women I can't speak to that. I've never read any Stephen <laughs> King books. How do you feel about the way that he rates women? I know you've read, at the very least, you've read it, but I feel like you've also read a lot of other Stephen King <laughs> books. That's the only one I've read. The only one. That's the only book I've ever read in my I've life. I've never read another book. <laughs> I just pretend. <laughs> I just make up things. It's imposter syndrome. <laughs> but reversed, because I'm proud of it. <laughs> I think that he definitely has an issue with writing women. Okay. I think that Beverly Marsh in the movies and in the miniseries less so in the miniseries but that also might be indicative of 
the time period and the fact that it was a miniseries, a made-for-TV miniseries, you can't really get into much People's tragic backstories, yeah. Yes. But it's... I don't know. It's... I think that Sophia... I don't know if her last name is pronounced Lily's or Lillis. Her portrayal of Beverly is great. Like, she's such a good actress, I think. And, like, this was her first, like, really big role like this. And it's crazy to me. And, like, Jessica Chastain continued Beverly's greatness. I love Beverly Marsh. But, like, especially in these movies. Yes. She is shown to have like such anger she's emotional she's she's a complex character yes and they all are but there's something to be said about beverly marsh i can't say enough good things about bev (laughs) she's i have there's so many notes of just her like being very very small nice things that she does every once in a while. And a lot of them are her interactions with Ben. Ah! God bless. Oh, God. But, like, her, when she tries to be all mean when she first sees Ben, and then realizes, oh, no, that's not what this is. And also, she doesn't have it in her to do that. No. Especially She's if too they kind. Don't. <laughs> and then she signs his yearbook. She realizes that she's the only person that signed his yearbook. <laughs> But then also, oh my god, Ben Hanscombe. <laughs> Such a sweetheart. He's so Sweet, pure. Precious so ben. tiny. There's, when she's signing it, after she, like, hesitates for a second, because she's like, oh, no one else signed this. Yeah. And while she's writing her name, and the camera is just like, all you see are Ben's eyes looking at her. And that uh, the kid's name is Jeremy Ray Taylor, and I, I haven't seen him in anything else. I know he's been in other stuff since, but, like, I haven't seen him in anything else. But he just has, like, you you watch it, and you're like, this kid is in love with her. Like, that's fully, like, head over heels immediately. Just full-on yearning in his eyes, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. And it's something that adult Ben... Uh, his name's Jay Ryan. He continues to do. He like has is so good at capturing just the same look that Kid Ben has every time he looks at Beverly. I'm like, that's it. That's right. That's love. <laughs> I'm like, that's it, man. Get you someone who looks at you the way Ben looks at Beth. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Like honestly, that's the yeah. best. That's advice the best advice I can I give to anyone. <laughs> just randomly. They're like completely unprompted. I'm like, get you someone that looks at you. Get you someone who looks ben at you. Looks like Bev. And they're like, who are those who people? Who are those people? Like, who are, who you? are you? What are you doing in my living room? <laughs> Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I have so many... I have so many random notes and random thoughts about this movie. I could literally talk about this movie for so much longer than we should. Than we reasonably should. I do have one final thing for Bev before we move on. Okay. Yes. What's up? 
I I know that we've already talked about like what an absolute little blessing she is because she's just like uh, she's a great actor she's a great character but like within her story or like within her backstory I suppose the way we've touched on it already the way that she handles her trauma and handles everything I think is so like it's so it's such a positive way such a strong way to handle everything that has happened to her and is happening to her so like we're shown this scene where she comes home and her dad like touches her hair for a little bit too long like long enough that it's like okay that's enough she goes into the bathroom and chops off all of her hair and my note that I wrote down for that was good for you for reclaiming your body Bev and I know that that's like I've read a couple of things and talked to I mean like Caleb's a social worker so like we've unpacked like why people do the things that they do right. um, and like one really common response to trauma is people will like get tattoos get piercings cut their hair dye their hair because that's a way of exercising control over yeah. your own body um, and so like Bev is in a very real sense, like reclaiming her body and reclaiming her hair and saying, no, like you don't get to like, you don't get to touch me this way. You don't get to talk to me like this. You don't get to treat me like this. This is my body. This is who I am. Yeah. And I just thought that that was so like, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, whatever. It wouldn't be the first time, (laughs) but like, I just think that that is so fucking profound. It's very powerful. It's that, as a 13 yes that at 13 like that's how she's she's like you know what no fuck you like this is my body and this is me and I'm gonna be the person who decides what it looks like and who gets to touch it and all of those things you know what I mean like yeah which it's also like the way because right after that they go to the quarry and she shows up Haircut. And she gets undressed with everybody and goes swimming. First of all, what a good moment. She's like, well, I'll go first. <laughs> she's just like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> Slow motion building <laughs> off the court off the cliff. But then um when they're like going through Ben's notes and they're still at the quarry, and Bill is trying to say something about her hair, but he stutters, and Ben's like, Your hair is beautiful, Beverly. Your hair's beautiful, Beverly. And <laughs> she's like, oh. Thank you. That's a good moment. But um, I, God, that's so fucking tender. Something that you said about her, like being dealing with her traumas in a very yeah. positive manner, is like after Eddie's mom comes and takes him away, um, and they're all arguing, and she says to Ben, "She's like, I thought that you." wanted to get out of this town too or he says that to her and she's like because i want to run towards something not away away from it yes and then and all these kids really like you see them in this movie have this emotional journey of because it's again it's the loss of innocence it's them having to grow up make that transition they have to cope with shit that's bigger than they are yeah like a giant fucking space turtle. It's beyond their years. <laughs> but she is I don't know. She 
they all definitely like mature, obviously, because yes. they when they fight this fucking killer clown in the sewers. As one does. As one does. You know, that's my average Thursday night. <laughs> average Thursday night. It's fight. It's my fight club. <laughs> I fight clowns in the sewer. <laughs> Not even killer space clowns. No, just any clowns. <laughs> they show up. It's like Fight Club, but better. <laughs> clown Fight Club. Clown Fight Club. But that line is always so. It always sticks out to me. Like I. I do you think that Bev handles this better than the boys do because of the way that girls are expected to handle things versus boys? That whole, like, girls mature faster than boys, but it's because we have to? I think, yes. Or do you think it's just her being exceptional? I think it's a little bit of both. And also, like, her home life is already, like, so traumatic. Yeah. That she has already not like have these coping methods, but like she's further along the path than they are. Yeah. And like they all the losers get bullied. But like I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, we can leave it there. There's so much to <laughs> even. We could, re- I could do an entire episode just on Bev. <gasps> that would be really interesting. <laughs> that would be really interesting. I saw the wall. We, we, we know where it is, and, and, and next time we'll be better prepared. No! No, next time, Bill! You're insane! Why? We all know no one else is going to do anything. And he was nearly killed! And look at this motherfucker! He's leaking hamburger helper! We can't pretend it's gonna go away. Ben, you said it yourself. It comes back every 27 years. Fine. I'll be 40 and far away from here. I thought you said you wanted to get out of this town too. Because I want to run towards something. Not away. I'm sorry, who invited Molly Ringwald into the group? Richie. I'm just saying, let's face facts. Real world. Georgie is dead. Stop trying to get us killed too. Georgie's not dead. You couldn't save him. You can still save yourself. No. Take it back. You're scared, and we all are, but take it back. Okay. So, Bill. Yes. If before I wrote, like, a short little paragraph about Bill. I wrote, Bill is so soft. Siblings really get to me in movies, just, like, in general. Okay. Um... Like, Lilo and Stitch always fucks me up. (laughs) Just, like, as a random thing. Siblings get to me, especially, like, seeing um, an older sibling act protective. Because that's you. I'm sure we can all guess why, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because um... you're Leilani. (laughs) Nani? Is that? No, her first name is Leilani, isn't it? And they just call her Nani? Oh, I didn't know that was her full name, is it? Hold on, let me fact check that. It's, (laughs) hold on. That was not something that I should have said. What is it? List of Lilo and Stitch characters. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to continue. Please, yes, absolutely. So we're not just sitting in silence. Uh, So siblings really get to me in movies, and the actor, his name is Jaden Martell. 
he does such a good job of showing like the soft side of Bill while also when he gets angry like it's intense I think he's a really good actor he was in Knives Out and he was like Ugh, he I've heard had, such like, good things about it was Knives really Out good. it was really fun but he only had like six lines I was like what no my boy <laughs> I literally walked out of the theater and I was I said to I went with Troy and Randy and I was like my boy barely had any lines and I thought I was talking about Chris Evans who's like ah uh, yes <laughs> a really big part of the story uh-huh. and I was like why why would I have said that I was like he spoke <laughs> so much and they're like I don't know you like Chris Evans <laughs> you do love Chris Evans I do um, but her name is Nani, not Leilani. That was my bad. Huh. I swear to God, I thought they just called her Nani this whole time. I thought her name was Leilani. That's really weird. I don't know why you. Would, I don't know where you got that from. Honestly, who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> but so he does such a good job as Bill, and I wrote that he does such a good job as Bill, and made me care about my least favorite loser. <laughs> Look, you don't have to come in with me. But what happens when another Georgie goes missing? Or another Betty, or another Ed Corcoran, or one of us? Are you just going to pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? Because I can't. I go home, and all I see is that Georgie isn't there. His clothes, his toys, his stupid stuffed animals but he isn't so walking into this house for me it's easier than walking into my own if you if bill wasn't bill wasn't your favorite loser like what who did you like well now i love them all but well obviously and you can't say Beth because i know you love Beth. I do love them. Um, my favorites have always been, I've always loved Richie Tozier because ah! I relate to him a lot. Ah! <laughs> but I also, and I know you're really excited about that, but I have a sec, I have another favorite loser and you're not going to be an- happy about it. There's another contender. Who is it? I love Eddie. Gross. <laughs> what did you say? I said gross. I wish... I can't believe you don't like Eddie. I kind of hate Eddie, but I think it's because I see a lot of myself in Eddie. (laughs) Yikes. I want to be Bev, but it turns out I'm Eddie. (laughs) You talking about biohazards and all this? Jesus Christ. This whole movie was a biohazard, Reyna. everything in this movie i think you have i know that i've said that you have richie vibes and i've said that you have ben vibes as well you've got eddie vibes so i don't want to hear about it oh i hate that that's the part of myself that i hate just so we're all clear i will not allow (laughs) this slander to be absolute garbage on my podcast about my precious precious boy (laughs) eddie castbrack I love the, him so much. The way that you feel about Eddie is the way that I feel about Richie. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I feel the exact same way about Richie Dozier. 
Bro, I love Richie so much. He is such a funny kid. I remember when <laughs> Chapter 2 came out and uh, I was still at Gables, but um, one of my coworkers, Renee, was talking about it with another coworker because they had gone to see it mm-hmm. together. And they were like, well, if you had to, because when it got bored, got boring at work, it would just be like us talking about, well, if this were it, if this were this movie, if it were <laughs> this TV show, who would be who based off of our coworkers? Yeah. And they were standing there and they were like trying to figure out who would be who. And I'm like standing at the computer and bringing something in. And they're like, Reina, who do you think it would be? And I just immediately answered. I was like, Richie Tozer. And they were like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> I love Richie Tozer. And I love Finn Wolfhard. That kid's so fucking weird. <laughs> All these kids are weird as fuck. They're. <laughs> Man, it's partially because they're kids, I'm sure, but also because they've been in movies, and that's probably got to do something to you. No, they've got, like, chaotic energy, and I think it's a generation (laughs) thing. I think it's a generational thing. Chaotic as fuck. Chaotic. And that's not a negative thing. Like, do not give me Good for them. I'm not saying anything bad about (laughs) Zeke kids. Good for them. More power to you, babies. Oh, my God. There's a video of the kid that plays Eddie, Jack Dylan Grazer and he's like making fun of like what are, what are what's that Tara, Logan, Logan Paul and Jake Paul uh, yeah, and like their stupid like apology videos for whatever bullshit thing that the, whatever do. their most recent whatever, bullshit what, yeah whatever <laughs> whatever bad thing they did that week but he's like making fun of it and it's the funniest because he like weirdly beatboxes i can't even explain it i'll have to find it and send it to you yeah just good lord but they're so funny and like the kid that plays uh stan he's got a you well a lot of them have youtube channels but they don't like that not like popular ones but they just like put up stupid videos of them (laughs) (laughs) but the kid that plays stan has one and it's him and the kid that plays bill and it's like weird. I can't. It's another one, and I'm just gonna have to send to you because it's like so stupid. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, what goes through your head to write something like that? And it's not like it's really funny, but it's not like good. It's bad, but like bad on purpose. It's really funny. I can't. So it's like it. us doing this podcast. Yeah. It's like us doing this podcast, except we didn't make a bunch of money from it. <laughs> that's well, that's true. And if I mean, we're also not bad on purpose. It just happens. So, just happens. <laughs> so what is Richie your favorite? If I'm not allowed to say Bev, which was a stipulation I gave you, <laughs> I think Richie is my favorite. I see a, a yes, I see a lot of myself in Eddie, but I definitely see a ton of myself in Richie. I would agree. <laughs> God. He's just so, like, what did you say when we were brainstorming? Crude. Crude, yep. <laughs> he is, and I, I love He's vulgar. He is absolutely vulgar. My, my absolute favorite <laughs> joke of his is Ben going, well, you know, Derry started out as a fever trapping. <laughs> he goes, am I right, boys? Am I right, boys? He goes, I'm I... Eddie. And he's like, I... no. No. 
I laughed so fucking hard. Caleb was like, that's disgusting. I was like, that's it's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> really Still is, am I right, boys? It's <laughs> 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 my favorite. <laughs> but also, uh, and I could honestly talk just as long <laughs> about every single loser and frankly just not have the time to put as much there's no oh god <laughs> i love them all there's no words there's no words i wanted to talk a little bit i totally forgot about richie and eddie's friendship but that might be more of a chapter we'll get there. two thing we'll get there but i do i do want to talk about <laughs> the one scene it's um it's uh, right after they save Mike, I think, because before we start, it's uh, the scene where they're like talking about it and Ben's like, it comes back every 27 years. Like this, whatever it is, is like happening. Yes. Every 27 years. And they're standing in the alleyway and Eddie's like not there. And you just see Richie in the background playing some guy's instrument. Yes! And then finally the guy like takes it back and goes, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but then Eddie walks up and he's holding two ice cream cones. Eddie gives the other one to Richie. And I'm like, ah, I have so many feelings about the two of them. Also, I couldn't identify what instrument that was. I need you to know that I wrote tuba question mark in my notes. I think that's a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a tuba. Clearly. Do you, okay, but do you, before we even get into episode two, though, I'm going to ask you about this while we're still on episode one. Um, do you ship Richie and Eddie? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote, so my little note about Eddie having the ice cream for him, and then I wrote hashtag ready, because <laughs> that's their I, ship name. I hate that that's their ship name. How dare you? <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I I do ship it. (laughs) I ship it as much as I ship Ben and Bev. Oh! I love Ben and Bev. Just just the yearning that Ben has is just so pure. Again, get you someone who looks at you the way Ben looks at Bev. Get you someone who looks at you the way Ben looks at Bev. I did write... 2020 to forever. 2020 to forever. I did write, um, after she jumps off the the cliff at the quarry and yes. then the boys are like all arguing and like I guess we have to do that now <laughs> um Ben is still just like looking down and then he just like waves <laughs> such a little cutie he just waves to her and then like Eddie like looks at him like what are you doing stop. what the fuck dude yeah <laughs> we have to jump can you stop flirting this is not jumping <laughs> this is waving <laughs> what are you doing I also love their back and forth with New kids on the block. It's so cute. It's precious. We could have a whole other episode. You're the new kid, right? Now I get it. Now I get it. We could honestly do a whole episode on Ben and Bev. (laughs) We could do. I could honestly go on and on and on for many episodes talking about the losers. I think now would be a good time to call it. To call it, yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, do you have any stray observations before um, we get into rating? I I love this level of friendship. I'm a huge fan of coming-of-age stories. 
And I think that this movie, this story, does a great job of incorporating two of my absolute passions, which are scary movies and coming-of-age tales. <laughs> and Beverly Marsh. And Beverly Marsh. Um, <laughs> the love that these kids have for each other, clearly in real life, but also like as characters, it's is so, so pure. It's so wholesome. It makes this me is so, yes. hopeful. It does. It makes my heart happy. Like, <laughs> it melts my cold, cynical little heart. <laughs> there was, I told you um, pre-recording that you should watch the Netflix series. I am not okay with this. I'm not I okay with this. <clears throat> because it has uh, the girl that plays Bev and the kid that plays Stan in it. And they're like friends in it. But, um, so I saw, like, because I follow them all on Instagram, <laughs> I knew that this was coming for, like, months, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the day that it dropped, like, pretty much all of them had it on their Instagram stories. Like, oh, oh go watch it. Go watch uh, Sophia and Wyatt in this. And I was like, oh, my God. I will go watch that. <laughs> I will go watch that. That's so, like, God. So they're supportive of each other in real life, too. It just makes me hopeful. I love that. Those are really my straight observations. I love how, like, in the face of something this fucking horrific and this tragic and this traumatic, there's still... There's hope. There's hope. There's other people. There's kindred spirits. Yes. They... And Bev talks about how they have, like, they have to stick together. The reason that they were able to beat it yeah. was because they were together. And I love that. And she says it at the end, too, where... When they make their weird blood pact? After the blood pact, and everyone's left, and it's just her and Bill, and she goes, just so you know, I never felt like a loser when I was with all of you. Ah, breaks my heart. So that was <laughs> oh, one of the yeah. parts where I said that's a biohazard. Well, no shit. <laughs> so what, the f- what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> okay, um, I've got a couple stray observations. But... Hit me with them. Some of them are just random facts that I know. I love when you give random facts, though. Um, the kid that plays Ben said that he got to keep his stomach prosthetic with the H in it. Ooh, cool. That was one of the things that he got to keep. Also, um, I know that Bill said that he got to keep, that they gave him silver. Both. Bike. Ah, nice. Um, Do you Eddie think... has two fanny packs. <laughs> And he, that's what I said. I was like, door. Uh, can you get my blindfold bows? They're in my it's second, in my fanny, second pack. fanny pack. Goes, Why do you have two fanny packs? He goes, uh, I really have to focus right now, so I can't really get into it. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> a long story. I was like, what fucking 13-year-old kid needs bifocals? My, that whole scene where they are fixing him up, it's so <laughs> funny. Because I'm like, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> suck the poison out. Get in there. Suck the wound. And then like, Beverly shows up, she makes the new kid on the block reference, and then she leaves, and they're talking about the rumors with her and Henry, and Bill's like, nah, that sounds fake. He's like, nah, that's not it, guys. Um, And then Richie goes, besides, Bill kissed her back in the third grade, he goes, the review said you couldn't fake that kind of chemist. <laughs> yes! And then he does the English voice. The English I love his guy, English voice. He goes, now, pip pip and cheerio, my good fellow. And he goes, and then Eddie says, Can you not do the voice? Like, I'm trying up. to focus. 
I would just shut the fuck up, dumbass. Like, trying to focus, and I really don't need you doing the British guy voice with me right now. <laughs> As if this is something that he's done before. Like, this is a character that they've already established. <laughs> Everyone knows the English guy. Everyone knows the British guy. Also, I love when uh, she runs into them while they're in the pharmacy, and Bill's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. She's like, she hides her tampons? Well, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? And Sam's like, none of your business. <laughs> and then Eddie goes, just get outside, looks like someone killed him. <laughs> um, I have so many just random things. Um... I really love the whatever, like, weird uh, kids show is on the TV. We didn't get into Pennywise propaganda? The Pennywise propaganda. That's great. Thank you. Yes. That's how I wrote it in my notes. That's great. (laughs) When Bev goes home, the lady says, the sewer is a fun place to play. When you're with your friends in the sewers, you can be as funny as a clown. And I love that, because it's super creepy. hate it. Uh... But it's the same show that's playing when, when Henry, Henry Bowers kills his dad. Yeah. Um... Except in that one, we're actually shown Pennywise, and they're like, kill him! Yeah. <laughs> kill them all. Kill them all. Oh, Pennywise's first scene. So he, Bill Skarsgård was kept away from all the kids. <gasps> Smart. Um, until like the first scene that they shot with him and the first one that they did was when Eddie's arm breaks Oh, so that was the first time that any of them had seen him because he was like well this is a really intense Andy Muschietti was like this is a really intense scene he's like and I think that <laughs> I the want your trauma surprise. to be pure <laughs> yeah he's like because we're only going to get one shot before you guys see him and after that you're gonna not like be, you're not gonna like I want the element of surprise, but yes. like I want your genuine reactions. He's like, this is a one time thing. I'm like, damn. Ah, should so I direct smart. movies? I get it. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> on the marquee at the theater is it says the movie that's in uh is Nightmare on Elm Street Five, which yes. is fucking terrible. They and then Batman yeah. on the marquee at some point. Yeah, one of the Batman movies. Um, two more stray observations. I'm so sorry. I love them. Please I keep said, them coming. I said, I am all the boys' reactions to Ben kissing Bev. He goes and he's like, Why won't she wake up? And then he goes and he kisses her, and all the guys, all the all the guys gotta go, What? Like not what, but like they're like, uh, <laughs> like very briefly. They're like, What are you? They're absolutely horrified. Yeah, they're like, um, <laughs> But it worked. Also, um, brief spoiler for chapter two. My last note for this one was maybe if we had all double checked that Pennywise was dead, maybe everyone would still be alive. Hey, And that's all I've got to say about that. That's the that on that. That's how Sue sees it. Really and truly. Okay. <laughs> it's all my stray observations. <laughs> I have so many feelings about this movie. Uh, God, I really liked this. I'm really glad you picked this. (laughs) Go ahead and rate it, because we said this was going to be quick, and it ended up not being quick. (laughs) This, God. I'm not going to give it five. Okay. But 
that doesn't mean that I didn't think it was excellent. I am willing to give this a good... Hmm. I really, like, I knew this was coming and I'm still not prepared. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm going to give it four stars. Four chainsaws. Four four stars. Four Four stars. Four stars out of five chainsaws. (laughs) You go ahead and do the math and find the commas nominator on that one. (laughs) Any Um, reasoning or do you want me to just go? I, I mean, do you want me to get into it? Like a quick little synopsis, if you'd like. Quick little. Um, it was great. It was shot beautifully. I loved all of the jump scares because I love jump scares. I loved how creepy it was. It was the right amount of spooky. Like, again, I have already seen this movie before, but I was still scared watching it. The, the parts that I didn't like, I don't really like Eddie. I think they could have done more with Stan. Um, I don't know. I just... Something about it. I don't know. That's all I have, really. That's all (laughs) that's holding me back. Something about it, but also... That's probably also part of it, honestly. It was Bill Skarsgård, not Tim Curry. I love Bill Skarsgård. He was awesome. Like, (laughs) god damn, Tim Curry was, was and always will be the best Pennywise. And that's another hot take of the day. Quick aside before <laughs> I go into my rating. Before you rate it. Obviously, we're going to have to review the miniseries. Oh, duh. And that's a future episode. But you're not going to like my review about that because... Because you didn't like it. No, because my absolute favorite character in that is adult Eddie. Dennis really? portrayal of him is just so pure. I truly love that man <laughs> i mean my favorite was tim curry second favorite was the guy who plays john boy well i don't even know what fucking character he plays probably I bill, bill. <laughs> i think it's what we figured out. <laughs> I I think that's what we decided and honestly i think that's where i really did start to care for bill was because of him also uh seth green is kid richie shut the fuck up we've definitely had this conversation before Have okay we? I'm going to start my rating now. Do it. I I think I have to give this five chainsaws. Oh? I think it's going to be the third one that we've done that I'm going to give the full five to. I, I know that you said you don't like Eddie. I don't get it because I fucking love Eddie Casbrag. That kid is so small. He is so full of rage. He's so angry and like fucking same man. I'm small. I'm angry. I got asthma. <laughs> I too am a small, angry, asthmatic kid <laughs> who also loves Richie Dozier. That's me. I'm Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I think that these kids are so talented, but like it shows in their movie that they're friends. The review said you can't fake that kind of passion. <laughs> And they were right. And they were right. I I mean, this is one that I love to watch. We love to see it. I, lo- I love, I do love, I would like to see it. <laughs> Me suggesting movies every week. <laughs> I would like, I to, would see like it. to see it. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, there's an 
there's a lot of blood, a decent amount of gore, enough to keep me satisfied, and <laughs> enough to satiate my enough to satiate sanguine my needs. weird bloodlust. <laughs> we don't enough have time to, to satiate my all of that. Enough to satiate my sanguine desires. <laughs> but like, it's also <clears throat> like you said, it's shot beautifully. I love the music. I think it's oh god, the music's the, so good. The beginning piano melody that opens the movie is beautiful. Yes, and I think all the kids are great. The bullies are great. Like everyone is cast so well, and it's a movie that like I watch and it reminds me of why I love movies. And that was such a tender statement. <laughs> it's. It's beautifully shot. <coughs> Excuse me. It has an impact on me when I watch it. I watch it and I feel things. Ooh. Like, it makes me emotional in a lot of different ways. I love and that. And that's all I've got to say about that. So I, I that. think I have to give it five chainsaws. I think that mm-hmm. with how much I care about it, I don't think I could rightfully give it less than five. <sighs> That's tender. That's <laughs> I love that. All right. So that was it. Chapter one. That was it. <laughs> Welcome to the Losers Club, assholes. Get out what of here. That, what is that? Shall I end? <laughs> that's how you end the fi- That's the title so that's, of the episode. That's my new sign off. It's just Welcome to the Losers, <laughs> the losers Club, assholes. That's that should be your intro. sign in. That's the yes. intro. Welcome to the intro. Nailed it. All right. Well, stay tuned for whatever the fuck we do next. It's my pick. It's your pick. I (laughs) fucking fine. (laughs) Something tells me I probably won't like it. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) If I had to take a guess. If you had to take a stab in the dark, you probably are going to hate it. Uh, Email us. Please do. I just have this email sitting around for nothing. I'll email you. Thanks, Raina. Uh, Next time. Yeah. You know the spiel already. If you don't know the email, listen to a different episode. (laughs) Or just look in the description. I've been putting them there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye.